we're going to hear from Steve now. And Steve, we are delighted to have you with us. And I just would like to thank Steve again publicly in front of all of you for his support and wisdom and guidance in bringing us through to this day, really. Um, Steve was extraordinary during our facilitation days. Uh, We thank you for your wisdom, your kindness to us, for bearing with us as we uh, bumbled along. And um, Steve's going to come and speak now, and then we'll be commissioning the varying teams. So, Steve, you're so welcome. Come on up. Thank you, Kerry. And um, it's it's great to be with you. Um, And those who are watching online, (laughs) I've I've entered into your lounge, and uh, it's great to be in your lounges as well. And Colin, um, particularly, I'm sad you're not here, but, uh, uh, and, and I, I think I look around at so many friends um, that are, are here, I have to confess, we're, we're wearing the mask, and it's not always easy to realise who it is, um, uh, yeah, thank you, you have to take the mask off, I appreciate that, but, um, yeah, and, and I just want you to also know what, what the, the, my fond memories of my involvement with you. Um, over many, many years uh, now. And, and the journey that we've, we've walked on over the last few months um, with the, the senior leadership team, um, it's been an absolute privilege um, to be part of this process. Um, and I, I have to say... Um, I mean, Kerry made contact with me, and we had a little conversation, and then I, I, I began to meet with the, uh, with the team. And, and um, I confess that where we have ended up today is not where I expected us to end up. But the, the journey that we went on um, as a leadership team has, has led me um, just to a, a deep sense of conviction that is God who has guided us to this place. Um, We aren't here by chance. I don't believe it's by human design. Um, I believe actually the the Holy Spirit guided us through it. And um, the the level um, of, of togetherness through the process, the willingness to engage, uh, at times at painful conversations, but to come to a place of conviction that, that we ought to be moving in this direction. And the fact that I, I'm just delighted to be able to be with you as we take this next step into the f- future of what is now going to be four churches, um, but uniquely four churches that are in committed relationship um, with each other. Um, you know, the scripture, The scriptures are full of exhortations to us um, to remember. Uh, And and the children of Israel, uh, they rehearsed the great events that have taken place in their interaction with Yahweh, with the Lord, with God. Uh, they, They were instructed to tell their children uh, of all that had happened. Um, They had festivals to celebrate the big events uh, that had taken place. Um, A lot of their religious practices were enabling them to rehearse and to remember what God had done uh, with them. They built monuments at key places where God had met 
um, with them. But today is not primarily about remembering. Um, In fact, the scripture that I'm going to uh, read, we're going to read together, um, exhorts us to forget. And uh, we're going to we're going to explore what what it, what the Apostle Paul says. So, if you've got your your Bibles, whether you're at home or in the room here, um, why don't you turn um, with me to Philippians? Um, and we're going to read from Philippians chapter three. Uh, Paul is in prison. Uh, as he writes this, it's, it's probably about A.D. 55, 56. Um, there's some debate as to which, where he was, but I, I, I'm pretty convinced he was in Ephesus uh, at the time. And so he's writing um, to this church in Philippi, northern Greece. And um, he's using one of his favorite metaphors for the church. Uh, he's using the metaphor um, or, or of the Christian life. It is the metaphor of the race. And he uses it on a number of occasions. And we're going to read it in chapter 3 from verse 12. Not that I have already obtained all this, says the Apostle Paul, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on. To take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do. Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You know, uh, the Apostle Paul had, um, had much he could say regarding what had been achieved thus far. I mean, he could have chosen to rehearse the, the churches that he'd planted. He could choose to, to talk about the impact he had in bringing the, the gospel to the Gentiles, the call of God upon his life. Uh, you know, that, that great Paul, almost the deal he did with Peter, you look after the Jews and I'll take the rest of the world. Uh, th- those that had come to Christ um, through the, 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 the Apostle Paul. But the Apostle Paul is very clear in what we've just read in that passage. He's clear that he hasn't arrived. He's clear that that this isn't the end of the race from him, despite the fact that he's actually in prison in Ephesus, potentially his life under threat. And yet he's convinced that that this isn't the end of the race. This isn't the destination. He's clear that there's more. And I want to... I want to prophesy over you as what will be four churches. I want you to say this to you. There is more. There is more for you. you. Can you receive that? There is more. Whether you're here in the room, whether you're at home, wherever you might be, I want to say to you, there's more. Thank God for what has, what has come, what, what you've, the journey you've been on. Thank God for it. 
But there is more. Today is not about looking back. Today is about forgetting what is behind and looking forward. I declare over river churches there is more. Today is a new day. Today is a day where we put a marker in the ground as to the future. Today, we respond to the call of God to be even more effective in making the life of Jesus, taking the life of Jesus, seeing the expression of the kingdom wherever God might take us. The Apostle Paul in verse 13, says, one thing I do. And then he goes on to talk about two things, actually. <laughs> come on, Apostle Paul, come on, get it right. Okay, well, we won't get into the kind of potential theological issues associated with that. But one thing I, one thing, says the Apostle Paul, I do. In fact, the second thing is dependent upon the first. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind. Forgetting means no place for nostalgia. Forgetting means no place for the good old days. Forgetting means, but we've always done it this way in River. Let me say respectfully, for those of us who've been around for a while, I'll let you make the judgment of whether you fall into that category or not. For those who have been around for a while, forgetting means no place for retirement. Forgetting means no place for settling down. You might find this hard to believe, actually, but I, I have come to the age where where people speak of retirement, and, and, and you're not surprised. <laughs> I have friends that are retiring around me. I want you to know, I, I, I'm convinced I don't, that God's not called me to retire. I, I, that's not part of the vocabulary. I mean, some people might talk about that, but I don't believe God's called me to retirement. There's a race to be run. And whatever age we might be, whatever, however long we've been around, God doesn't allow us. Well, maybe he does allow us, but he, it's not what we're asked, he's asked of us. To give up on the race. There is a race to be run. There's no place for baggage on the race. You remember how the writers of the book of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 12 talks about that, uh, the race as well. Again, therefore, since we're surrounded, says the, says the writer, by such a great crowd of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders, this is the baggage, everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run the race. And interesting, the writer talks about a race marked out for us. Hey, I want to say there's there's a race to be run. There's a race that's marked out. And and whether that race, there's a race individually for us, as a group of individuals, to be true to the calling of God that's upon us. 
And there's a race corporately for us to run. So there's no place for baggage, no place for hindrances, no place for sin. We, yeah, we, we do hold on to the vision. We hold on to the sense of calling. We hold on to our values. But other things are, are up for change. And I, I suggest change will be taking place. There will be experimentation. It's, it's good to be able to experiment, to do things differently to how we've done things in the past. And some of those experiments will work and some of them will go look back and go, oh, well, that, that was, didn't work all that well, did it? And that's okay. We want to give each other permission to make mistakes. Because we, if we're simply caught up in a, in a culture which, where mistakes aren't okay, then we'll be continue, we won't be courageous. Call to be courageous. I love that call to be courageous. Again, just look at verse 13. One thing, says the Apostle Paul, I do. Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on. This is this race metaphor. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God called me heavenward. In Christ Jesus. River Church, there's a prize to be won. River Churches, there is a race he's called you to. There's a race he's called you to. He's marked you out for it. And it's going to require things of us. Straining, he says, towards what is ahead. Pressing towards the goal. Focus towards the finishing line. It requires us to be focused. It requires us to be determined. It requires us to be resilient. Then there's a unique contribution for which God has called you, individually and corporately. And if you're not River Churches, if you're not making those contributions in the settings into which he's put you, something's going to be missing. Something's going to be missed. And there's that prize to be won. For me, the ultimate prize for us as we run the race is the, the declaration from the Father. Well done, good and faithful servants. That's my hope is for me. I want, that. I want the Lord to look at me one day. He said, I know you made mistakes, Steve. You didn't always get it right. And it wasn't, you know, but, but well done, good and faithful servants and of course the great news is he he equips us to run the race that he's called us to he doesn't leave us on our own and the equipping of the spirit of God the presence of the spirit of God is is what makes this race possible God let's not try to run the race in our own strength we can't do it it's impossible this Christian life is impossible unless we live in the context of the spirit Enabling us to run well the race he's called us to. And so I, I, I thought it would be, there's more praying that's going to go on, but I, I thought it would, be, it, it would be appropriate for us to pray for ourselves at this stage. Forgetting what lies behind. Pressing on into something new that he has for us. And we're going to pray the words of the Apostle Paul, actually. Uh, I'm going to ask you to, to pray along with me, together. 
whether you're at home, whether you're in the room here, I'm, I'm going to ask you to pray it. I mean, don't pray it if you don't believe it, but I'll ask you to pray it. As a, as a, as a, in a sense, a commissioning of the Lord, the asking of the Lord's help in this race that he's called you, us, to run. But before we pray it, perhaps just to take a moment to reflect. Is there, are there some things to be laid down? Is there some leaving behind that needs to be done? Just a moment to reflect. Are we at that place now where we can say, I commit myself afresh to this race? I'm refusing that retirement word. I'm refusing to to step to one side, to get off the track. Perhaps just as a moment, just to, to do some business with the Lord. For each of us to make our response to the the call of God to the race. Holy Spirit, would you would you come to us now? Would you meet with us? Come upon us, we pray. In our lounges, wherever we might be, if we're watching online, here in this room, Holy Spirit, come to us, we pray. And I'm going to ask you to repeat these words after me, and I'm going to do it in, in just in little sections. I'm t- I've taken this scripture that I felt the Lord... Um, brought me to, uh, and I've, I've personalized it. And um, if you are happy, I, I, I'd like you to repeat the words after me. And we, we make it as a, as a corporate prayer together. We're using the we word in it. So I'll, I'll say it, and then you follow after me. We do not consider ourselves yet to have arrived. We do not consider ourselves yet to have arrived. But forgetting what is behind. But forgetting what is behind. We strain towards what is ahead. We strain to what is ahead. We press on towards the goal. We press on towards the goal. To win the prize for which God called us. To win the prize for which God called us. And equipped us in Christ Jesus. And equipped us in Christ Jesus. Amen. Lord, let these words not be simple repetition of, uh, of some scripture, but cause it to, to impact upon us, Lord, we pray. Cause the words that we've said, the meditations of our hearts, Lord, to be deeply significant as we walk forth from here into the calling that you have upon us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.